Welcome to Minute Impossible. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to investigate with us the movie Mission Impossible one minute at a time. I'm Jonathan. I'm Chris. I'm Matthew. And I'm Johan. Welcome back, everybody, for another week of Minute Impossible. Today we're going to be talking about Minute 41, and we have two new guests. Our, our guests this week are uh, Matthew Soto and Johan Joseph. Welcome, guys. Hi, everybody. Hey, th- thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. They're from the uh, Roughneck Minute, which is a Starship Troopers podcast. Uh, that's so good. I wish I had thought of that first, guys. You guys are geniuses. <laughs> we, actually, we actually stole the idea from Crystal Beth and John uh, Robert because they were planning on doing it right after Fifth Element. It. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you have them on, that'll, that'll be good. <laughs> well, they gave uh, us the they gave us the go ahead to do it. Uh, it was one of their ideas, but they decided they may want to do. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, Demolition Man instead. <laughs> oh, God, I, oh, I will totally That's be on Demolition one. Man. That is fantastic. That's a good so one. will I? Yeah. I'm I'm really happy with this trend of going back and finding all these 80s and 90s movies that we all love, and they're all the same. Like there's all these great ones that are starting to come out. I can't wait for 2018. It's gonna be fantastic. Heck yeah, man! It is 2018, man. What are you talking about? Wait for it. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up. It's- Again, this is airing during 2018. Oh, it is. Yes. Yes. Oh, we uh, we go live uh, dis- uh, January twenty second. Okay, so welcome this to is- two thousand eighteen. Hey, everybody! <laughs> so, two thousand eighteen. Not only welcome to welcome it, it's to about the three world months of into tomorrow. It. <laughs> it's almost Easter. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to get better about actually scheduling out my comments so I know what date it's on, so I can actually say something like "Happy Arbor Day" or whatever. But yeah, yes, remember, we're not there yet. remember, Jonathan, we're now waiting for Star Wars to come out on Blu-ray. Not yes, in theaters. It was so good. It was oh, so gosh. good. Do you remember that one part guy? <laughs> Man, remember that one time when Luke did that one thing? That was a great moment. Gosh, I wish I could go back and watch it again. Mm-hmm. It was amazing when it turned out that the Porgs were actually Snoke broken oh, down. It's amazing. <laughs> and remember how good uh, Black Panther was? Oh, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, the, the ending of uh, Black Panther and the post-editing credits, man, blew my mind as well, too. Oh, it's so set up for uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's are we, great. Are we talking about the Black Panther and uh, Forrest Gump or no? <laughs> I'm sorry, Black... I ruined your Black Panther party. Yeah. <laughs> Is this a different Black Panther that we're talking about? Yes. Different Black oh. Panther. I, then I watched the wrong movie, guys. <laughs> oh, well, you can talk about it. We don't mind. I love Forrest I was, Gump. I, I, it was a little awkward. I wasn't really allowed to participate in the meetings. So I kind of stood in a corner. <laughs> but it was interesting. But you learned a lot. No, not a lot. I just found out <laughs> I'm wrong all the time. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> well, while Johan's being wrong, uh, this minute begins with Ethan sitting stunned in a chair. And it ends with Claire offering to go to the CIA. Yeah, Ethan's got this awesome looking printer, printer next to his computer. I don't, I'm assuming that's what it looks like to me. It's just, I think yeah, it's just this. Well, I think it, it might also be a modem. <laughs> uh, right now, there's a lot of nondescript boxes with a lot of cords hanging out of it behind him. Yep. Over to the left of him, he's sitting in front of one of those awesome MacBooks that we've talked about so much. And I, I guess in minute 41, minute 40 saw us seeing him rough up Claire a little bit and pinning her to the bed. So I guess he's gotten over his reservations about Claire and the what seemed to be maybe a couple hours since he last saw her. 
on and and did and um, pinned her down. How long? How much time do you think she's got her coat back on? So how much time do you think's passed? Five minutes. Five minutes. So you think <laughs> it's just five minutes later? He cooled off, sat back down at the chair. Yeah. Uh, now- from what I so this is actually my first time watching minute. Uh, I'm sorry, not minute impossible. Uh, Mission Impossible. And really, I, what? Yeah, yeah, my first time actually. I did not watch past the minutes that we did. And I'm waiting to, after these uh, minutes are done, after this week is done, to go back and watch the rest of it. Oh, that's fantastic. It's, we've had a couple of people come on that have only watched their minutes. And it's an interesting take because they're just like, so, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's, what's his deal? Why is he in an elevator? What's going on here? Yeah. And Ethan kind of seems just like a hodgepodge of just a bunch of emotions and they change really quickly. So I'm guessing just five minutes. And we're gonna, I guess we're just going to gloss over the fact that Claire is coming back. Great. Uh, Ethan, it's Ethan's call. He now has a new plan. And he's talking about, uh, he's now, he, uh, in the previous minutes, in last week, he was still frazzled, not knowing what he was going to do, uh, kind of on the, the, the razor's edge of, of going insane. And now he has a new plan and he's back to being super cool alpha Ethan. And when he says his plan, I assume the entire audience made a collective sigh. It was just like, wait a minute. You want to do the exact same plan again and steal the knock list. You just stole the knock list. So that's where we are in this movie, folks. Uh, he, his amazing plan is he, he wants to steal the knock list so he can get Job out in the open and find out who it is. Who burned, find out who burned him. Well, he's got to clear his name. I mean, come on, you know, he can't. He he does have to clear his name, but it's weird that he has decided. There, I'm wondering if there are other avenues to go down other than stealing the knock list to find out who Job is. Yeah, there's got to be something else that Job wants that that the CIA has. Beyond Could he the just knock follow list. Max? Yeah, that that's one of the things I was wondering. Um, if he's trying to find out who Job is, why is he going through Job's contact list to find out who he was contacting when they didn't even know who Job was? Well, you'll find in this movie, we found there are a few flaws in the story. <laughs> so we there are a few there are a few plot holes. I just I just figured this scene was only to show um, his muscles in a tank top because the other girl's wrapped up in a parka like it's cold. Yeah, that's yep. actually one one of my notes as well like, too. It says like he, he goes didn't... behind a chair to like grip the headrest, and he's like, "Look at my shoulders." Like I figured that's what this scene was about. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is a bod shot. Yeah, Definitely, I, like in my notes, I have that Ethan is yoked. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah. Let's go find this gun dealer while I show off my guns. <laughs> Ethan is swole. <laughs> Honestly, so Johan and I are big uh, wrestling fans as well too. I could definitely see Ethan wrestling as well too. And... Well, I think was it he it was uh, Tom Cruise a, a really old wrestler in uh, high, in high school? school? Yeah, okay. He has he has that physique because his his chest is like the same size as his waist and that's usually like a wrestler body because it's like a you know he's thick he's a stocky guy yeah he he looks like he kind of has i don't know if you guys watch uh professionally wrestling or wwe anymore or if he did at all but he kind of has a thin baylor body right now it looks like yeah yeah but he he's only like five seven he probably wrestled like at the 120 125 119 i'm guessing that this is as big as he got uh, mm-hmm. After high school or whatever, whenever he wrestled, couldn't got into the grizzlyweights. So we know that he is going to go after the knock list. He knows where the knock list is because uh, Matthew. When you go back and watch this, you can find out that Kittredge actually told him the knock list is in Langley, in Virginia. 
I do remember that, yes. Okay. It's oddly specific how he told them, too. It's just it's a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. isn't his list supposed to be secret? Not really. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think they figured they had him in the aquarium, a cavarium restaurant with uh, the B team. So he didn't, he could tell him anything he wanted. It was very mustache twirling. I'm going to tell you my evil plan. Even though Kittredge in this really isn't evil. Yeah, it's, but it's like you can just go and Google Maps for the knock list at this point. <laughs> ah, but they didn't have Google Maps back then. Oh, yeah, they map quested it. Not even. <laughs> no, no, no. It was an AOL kind of like '96. So, oh, does this movie oh, take the... place in '96? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay, so it's like current present day kind of movie. Okay, so yeah, it would have been like AOL. They got Thomas yeah, Guide. Yeah, in the first <laughs> Thomas Guide, exactly. In the second week of our podcast, they uh, Jim talks to Claire about driving around the streets of Prague to get to know it. You wouldn't do that nowadays. You just Google Map it and 3D it and go up and down it, and you can look at everything at 360 degree. Uh, we'll get to that actually in a later minute as we talk about the streets of Prague. But yeah, it's it's uh, Spycraft at this point was probably still an art form. Yeah, now they'd probably have her doing some VR driving where you was, they'd play it out as this big scene where we thought they were actually driving around, and then everything would stop, and it would be you know testing out the the mission via VR or some crap like that. Just on an architectural note, I love the stained glass uh, in their um, in the safe house. We we didn't get to see it much in the other in the other minutes because the doors were open, but we get to see it more because there's one door open and one door closed, and they're going in and out of it. I love the architecture. It, they're they're definitely still shooting in Prague at this point and not on a set. I will take arguments that think that maybe he is on a set, but this is. It seems like this was still shot in Prague. It might be a set in Prague, but it seems like they were shooting in an actual um, Czechoslovakian house. We never really talked about this before, Chris. No, we never did. I think it's a set. Yeah, I you think, think it's a set in London. Yeah, I think it's someone that knew what they were doing when they built this set. Because the only thing that makes me think it's not um, authentic is the reflection of the light in the background. It's not distorted, so it's not old glass. Because old glass would settle towards the bottom. I'm just thinking about the flyaway walls because that's like a De, De Palma thing, so he can move the camera around a lot easier. And I would think that he'd want some sort of set that 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 moved, you know, so he could move. I, I'm I'm on the I'm on the fence that I'm thinking maybe it is actually Prague, just because you know Prague was probably cheap to shoot in back then. It was. Well, there you go. I mean, why not? This was also one of the first movies that they shot in Prague, like major motion pictures from Hollywood. Yeah. Now it's common. We've talked about before. It's commonplace now. So, yeah. I mean, what this is like, what, like five years after the fall of the Soviets? So, yeah, why not? It's cheap. Yeah, money was cheap. Uh, it's still cheap. Uh, we looked up room rates and things uh, in earlier episodes to see how much it would cost to own a safe house. Sixty to seventy thousand dollars to own an entire department. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, depressed right now, even still. Jeez. Well, honey, do you want honey? Do you want to move to Prague? <laughs> <laughs> no, Prague has worse internet connection than than here. Uh, well, apparently not, according to Mission Impossible. He's getting it, all his inter- internet internet information off theirs. Oh, you know? Matt, oh. There's no way he's using dial up. It can't yeah. be dial up. It has to be satellite, right? It's got to be some CIA satellite internet thing that they kept away from us for years gotcha yeah the amount of modems that he has behind him like there's like four modems on the back table back there two on two stacked 
it always cracks me up like it'll be faster if we attach more modems like type thing well if you double it you know you double up 56 you know k it's you know one double 56 k yeah 128 <laughs> you do it again you got 256 it's great oh, jesus that's how that's how modem speed works exactly mm-hmm. just tape them together <laughs> because modems are actually just pushing the stuff through the tubes. <laughs> and if you put more on one end, it will just push more and faster. Can't yeah, bottleneck it. That's why Can't mine was slow. It, yeah. My neighbor had eight of them. And so he'd take up all the space. <laughs> and you would go over and be like, hey, man, can I borrow, like, one of your modems? <laughs> one of the, so the modems, I see them on that table in the background, correct? That's one that we're looking at? Yeah, the blue ones with the white backs. Yeah, that's awesome and all. It's not attached to his laptop. Nope. No, I I think that was for some other mission. That was Jack's. Oh, we missed Jack. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the Emilio Estevez Memorial modem. Y- yeah, table. no, but there's no there's no Wi-Fi. No, there's so, probably a cord. There, there's a cord going to the ground. That's a I power assume cable. one. There's only one. Oh, then those just aren't connected. Yeah. <laughs> I think he has one on his desk, too. If we go back and look, there's lots of bizarre boxes. Uh, Chris thought there might be it might be a printer. Yeah. The top yeah, one. like a mobile printer? That's what the top one looks like. The bottom one, I, I think it's... I'm not sure what the bottom one is. It the looks top like one a, looks like a case for the maybe the laptop? Maybe it's all a case for a laptop. The bottom one is obviously a, a suitcase with some sort of the laptop information case. Maybe that's where the printer comes from. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it's one of those boxes that makes the masks. I don't know. <laughs> As of right now, I just don't see a actual uh, cable to go to the internet on that laptop. Oh, there is one, though. I, I In one of the later, or actually, when he gets up, you can actually see, I think it's the RJ45 just sticking out of the back of it as well, too. Okay, so there is one port. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got at least, it's a great cable, so I don't think it's, you know, the power brick cable, because back then they had the power bricks kind of the same color. Yeah, and also last week we saw him. It, there's a scene of him getting on the internet <laughs> where he says, like, open internet. He types in the word open internet. He doesn't push a button that just turns on the internet. He he asks the internet to open. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whenever I want to open up something, I just open up my run uh, command uh, table and I just type in, you know, internet.exe. That's how it works, right? Yeah, we keep going back to Scotty from Star Trek. Just computer. <laughs> computer. Hello, computer. Open. Hello, computer. Open internet. You know what would be good is if they actually got Scotty from Star Trek to help him out. That might be helpful. James Doohan wasn't doing anything in 1996. I'm talking about the new the new Scotty. Oh, Oh, Simon Pegg. Oh, maybe we'll see him at some point. Yes, maybe we will. (laughs) Maybe six (laughs) years from now when we get to his movies. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is uh, this minute has a lot of of him flexing and Claire staring and claire brings up she'd like to go and just tell kittredge what you know go to kittredge straight away and that's a terrible plan and i'm glad ethan stops her yeah isn't kid because when i was watching this earlier the whole the first part of the movie as well too kittredge was is the same character as uh the bad guy or the bad agent in um clear and present danger so i immediately didn't like him that oh yeah I, I don't I don't remember his actual you know you know actor name or whatever the heck it is, but I did not like him in that movie. I don't like him in this one. He's a it's Michael. Sir, I always forget how to Henry Cerny. Him. Henry Cerny. Yeah, I don't like him. Bad guy. I like him, but I also know like I 
I see where it's coming from the movies making me think he's a bad guy yeah. the whole time. Especially when, you know, that's one of the other things I noticed, too. Like, whenever something, like, kind of goes a little bit awry or amiss, the camera goes a little sideways as well, too, or a little angled. And it was really angled on Kittredge. Yep. Yeah, uh, we're we're big in Dutch angles on this podcast. Heck yeah. Yep. Well, they've got, you know, they've got this dolly shot that they use from going from the side angle all the way around to them as they talk together in a two shot. And a uh, you know, big two shot wide shot. Makes me believe that uh, it is a set because yeah, you're that, right. That, that much point. that much moving around in, in a little room like that wouldn't happen. You're right. You're showing you're showing how ignorant I am. <laughs> That's definitely a set because there's no way they would have room. And he and also that dolly shot lasts for like thirty seconds. That's a huge. Track. It's a huge track. Yeah. <laughs> now that we talked about everything in this room, let's talk about maybe the tech of the app. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> yeah, that's like a, it. That works. Want, want like a song? All right. Yeah. Well. Let's let's get to it. All right, we'll we'll go around the horn. Uh, Chris, what do you think about tech for the for this for this episode? Well, we were talking about quite a bit of the modems. I think the modems in the background that are like stacked on each other are probably the tech of the app. Either that or that weird printer that I saw, that I think is a printer. How, uh, it's funny that if you look in the back, there's not only are there modems, but if you scroll really slowly, I think there's a, is that a drill in the middle or a hairdryer in between the two modems stacks? It's a, like a tall thing. Looks like it's got a handle on it. It's at uh, second 14. You can see it. Right yeah, over. I see it right there. Yeah. Is that a, is that a it, drill or a hairdryer? If it's a hairdryer, that's my, if it's a hairdryer, that's my tech of the app. <laughs> it, it's if a it's combination a, drill and hair, hair dryer. It's for it was Jack's. I don't care. Oh, so he could do his hair and drill at the same time. Yep. It it looks like a projector on a tripod at like twenty. It pants enough to decide. Oh, you know what I think it is? Thing. I think it's a Polaroid on a tripod. That's what it is. It's a Polaroid camera. Oh, okay. F- for what? <laughs> like when they had to take pictures for the fake uh, passports and stuff. Oh, oh okay. yeah, that would that makes a lot That's of sense. The, pass, the passports they didn't use, yeah, because Sarah Davies, instead of using her cover earlier on, we found out guys that Sarah Davies actually uses her real <laughs> passport. Like it says, <laughs> it has her name, like her IMF name, like Sarah Davies is her actual character name, and she's hiding. playing someone else in the scene. Is is she new? No, she's hiding in plain sight. Okay, yep. You'll see. No one, it. You no won't one see. Would if you go back that. and watch it. You'll see. What about yeah? What about you, Matthew? Um, um, I I really loved uh, the laptop itself. I actually had a laptop just like this in '96, and it was massive. It was like carrying around a suitcase, basically. Um, but it was a thick, you know, four by three aspect ratio kind of looking thing. Really disgusting. You know, had that little nubbin in the middle to move the mouse and whatnot. <laughs> Oh, that little red nubbin? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Like, that the ThinkPad had? Yeah, it? yeah. Oh. And, and I remember like it taking about five minutes to boot up just so I can play some Hot Wheels like Track Racer or something like that. But that was it. I mean, <laughs> I, I love those old laptops. Johan, what about you? Um, mine was also going to be the laptop because I, I also It's okay. Had... It could be, they could, you can double them up. Okay. Because I had a similar one to this. And I remember I would come home, turn it on. Do everything else, and then it loads up. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it at the time. 
It was like the dishwasher of laptops. It's like, I'm just going to go do some other stuff. And this is just going to kind of work on its own. <laughs> when I come back, maybe it'll be ready. Yeah. And then you come on and it's like, if you if you've had it for like over six months, it already is bogging down. And this was the times where you would defrag it once a month. And you feel like you're on top of the world because you defragged your laptop. And that those are the <laughs> memories I had with my laptop of this age was like, I defragged it last month. What? How'd you do that? You know, I, I learned from a guy. <laughs> and I was like always just clearing the cache every week and everything like that, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, there's nothing better than putting a floppy into the side and hearing that nice crunch as it goes in and hearing that whir as it takes three Word documents and takes up most of it. (laughs) Then that satisfying click as it comes out. We talked about it earlier because we actually saw a floppy disk coming out. We were all like, I was like, there's nothing more satisfying than that floppy disk coming out of a computer because it is scary when it gets stuck in there. No, but these were also the times where you could have that uh, detached uh, floppy disk. That mm-hmm. It had that port that you can plug in, and when you show mm-hmm. that off to people, they're just like, oh, what the hell is that? I'm like, it's the newest thing. I got it at Fry's. <laughs> fries, yes. $300, but it was worth it. Yeah, it's got the Viper chip on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a blue Voodoo video card. Have you seen my jazz drive? Ooh. I can put one gig of information onto an external hard drive. That was around 98. Yeah, I remember when those came out. And I, me and a friend were just going nuts because you could install SimCity uh, 2003 times in a whole gig. <laughs> and we were like excited, but we were just like, oh, oh my God, this is like a huge hard drive. The fact <laughs> that I have awesome. app, that I have apps on my phone that are more than a gig is just kind of scary now. I know. When you remember the time back then. I know the, the new Animal Crossing uh, video game that, for the phone. It's like half a gig right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've definitely we've definitely moved on. Occam's razor has is in effect. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jonathan, what was your your tech of the app? Uh, my tech of the app. I'm going a little rogue on this. Uh-oh. It's uh, it's Tom Cruise's guns. Ah, oh. you went rogue nation, his, all right. I rogue nationed it. We it's rogue his, uh, it. It's him wearing his. I'm not going to call that shirt what we call it in America. I'm going to call it what they call it in Britain. It's a uh, vest. <laughs> His, that's, I learned that from Batman 89. The guys across the pond call that shirt a vest. Really? And, yep. Oh. It took me almost 40 minutes into an episode to figure out what they were talking about. I'm like, what are you talking about? We can just say that his guns are sawed off in this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's sawed off. He's a... Uh, He's a he's a twenty he's a forty I don't even know I can't I don't know gun terms what's a small a big caliber and a small gun stub nose or something like that yeah. wouldn't it be on a thirty eight special yeah thirty eight special sure. he's a thirty eight special there I sound cool because <laughs> I now use a gun term yeah I'm gonna go with his uh, he his whoever I'm sure it was body by Jake it's ninety six so yeah it had to be it's probably body by Jake so he's he's ripped. Uh, the good thing about Tech of the App is no one's wrong. Um, <laughs> we don't argue it in a way that like you know makes it like you know you're stupid for thinking it's that's the one. It doesn't matter. It's you are stupid. All it's all it's all fun. Until <laughs> somebody right, loses so, a hand. Hey man, Tech of the App is not something to to laugh at. It's no. uh, it's very important. It's a very important part of this show, and I'm glad we 
came up with it three weeks into the show. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're coming to an end here on this minute. There's not much else we need to talk about. Anybody else have any notes? Oh, only that Emmanuel uh, Barrett is super cute and I love her French accent, but that's about it. (laughs) That's a good note. You know, you're not the first one to say that. Everyone does. I, I kind of want to agree and disagree because that accent really throws it off for me. It's like watching Tommy was so speak out of Misha Barton's <laughs> face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't believe you waited until the end of the episode to talk about this. <laughs> I was wondering if someone was going to bring up her accent. So. I think we thought about it off mic and then forgot. But, yeah, but you yeah know I that definitely she, did. You know she reprised yeah. this role. Like, for the video game, yeah, like yeah. she Uncredited. just came back to 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 only the voice. So now we don't have the. Face. I don't think anybody asked her. Yeah, I think she me. just showed up one day, and they were like, well, "We got to let her do it." <laughs> she was in the movie, yeah. guys. We have to let her do it. But we're not even pay- doing, we're not even doing Mission Impossible. And she's here. <laughs> Problem is, I don't know if she's doing. Like, I've never heard her. I don't. I haven't seen enough of her work to hear her like screaming or mad. She's doing this really high pitch, like really like quiet, soft, breathy voice, and it. I don't want to make fun of her because she is from another country and she does speak another language fluently. It's just when she's in this movie, it's everything's very you know. It's it's all so quiet. I don't know if that's her acting or if that's the character she's portraying. I I, I wouldn't know. This is the only thing I know of her, and the only other thing is she reprises the same role. So I, I don't know if this might be just a one-off. She's done a ton of movies but and a lot of TV shows, mostly TV shows recently, um, TV series, but it's mostly French and foreign TV. Well, I liked her accent because I like it when my wife talks French to me, and I like French. It's a beautiful language, and since she's having that little accent, it yeah, it's kind of cute. Are you looking at your wife while you're saying this? Yes, I am, but she's uh, giving me the bird she's giving right you, now. Yeah, I was going to say, she's going to be giving you an ugly look on that one. Ah, the bird. <laughs> <laughs> she is flying very high tonight. <laughs> La fleur. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's start some bad accents. That's what yeah. we need. I know. It's the last We've thing. We've already we disparaged the Italian continent, so let's uh, let's move on to France. All right, well, uh, if we got nothing else, we can uh, we can uh, wrap up today. You guys are going to be able to come back for a minute t- 42? Oh, you know it. Yep, we can do that. Heck, I think there's more modems. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, do you guys have anything you'd like to plug right now? Oh, uh, yeah, we're actually, we're, we're from the fifth, I'm sorry, not fifth element. <laughs> Let, me <try> <laughs> oh. Let me try that one more time. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm leaving that All in. All right. We're from uh, the Roughneck Minute, actually. You guys can follow us on Twitter at the Roughneck Min. Uh, to see any of our updates or when our shows come out, you guys should definitely listen to it. If you're not uh, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Jesus, Starship Troopers is one of my probably in my top five movies, and that's along with Star Wars movies. So my kid has seen it, my 13 year old has seen it. Uh, I've taken him to Rift Tracks to see it. It's fantastic, uh, and these guys do a great job wrapping it up and talking about it every week. Well, thank you, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't do the whole entire Rift Tracks thing where they talked over the whole entire shower scene. We actually went really into the shower scene. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Some some lucky some lucky person got the shower scene. Mm-hmm. George Hendricks. Yep. He I knew it was George. 
that perv. <laughs> I knew it. He actually coined a um, he, he coined a character for us uh, in there who is uncredited, has no credits at all, but we don't know who her name. Basically, we just call her Booze McGee now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, uh, just George though. She's on every corner of the shower. They just have her there. <laughs> like she, every time somebody's talking, that person is a background. So he got the coined the name. You can always find us. On Twitter at Men Impossible, M-I-N Impossible. And on Facebook, we're always goofing around on the Impossible Minute Force. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, I've been Jonathan. I've been Chris. I've been Matthew. And I've been Johan. This minute will self-destruct. Kaboom, kablooey. Kaboom, kablooey. I don't know.